We are going live. Yeah. So we are live now. Uh, welcome everyone for this live webinar on the company's Fresh Start Scheme 2020. The moment Companies Act 2013 has come into force, we have seen a sea change in the way the compliance framework has been implemented in India. The role of the company secretaries has been emphasized in terms of maintaining compliances of the companies. But still, there were many companies who were unable to file their forms and hence there have been, there have been many defaults, there have been many prosecutions and there were pending proceedings. So now, the government thought this is the time to give such companies a clean slate and provide them a window, a one-time opportunity so that they can make all their old filings without any additional fees and with mere nominal fee. So with that intention, the government has recently announced the company's fresh start scheme 2020 and by which all the companies irrespective of their size, irrespective of their structure, can make use of this scheme by filing all the belated documents with the respective uh, ROC. So now, before we go forward, let me introduce you our speaker, the ANG Company Secretary, Mr. Sharat Chandra from Hyderabad. Thank you, Sharat, for joining us on this webinar to provide a practitioner's perspective on the company's Fresh Start Scheme 2020. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for inviting me, Yeah. So before we take it forward, I would like to show some key takeaways from this scheme. So give me a second here. Yeah. yeah. So the key takeaways from this scheme are, number one, it provides for filings by defaulting companies and such filings without any additional fee where only normal fee is payable and such delays are condoned using the powers of the central government under section 460 of the Companies Act 2013. And next, the, there is a provision to grant immunity to the companies. So this immunity is from any pending prosecution or proceedings which have impending penalties and there are certain exceptions also for the purposes of this immunity. Then we have, there is an opportunity for the inactive companies to declare themselves as dormant companies or for striking off by filing a simple form. And also, there is a requirement for, the for the such not defaulting companies to withdraw their appeals before filing for immunity. And such immunity shall be filed in form CFSS 2020, where there is no requirement of any prior certification any practicing company secretary or a practicing chartered accountant or any such professional for that matter and also this is a free fee form there is no need of any fee on this particular form so this these are the major key takeaways from the scheme which i highlighted of course we'll be deliberating on more issues from mr sharad so now the game is completely with sharad so sharad uh, i would like you to throw some light on how you see the scheme as? What is your view on the scheme? Uh, hi, Prakul. Uh, basically, uh, uh, the scheme was needed uh, uh, since a long time because uh, uh, we have got this, such kind of schemes even before also. If you 
uh, take up uh, the scheme which the central government has brought in 2015 okay. and even uh, even uh, sometime in 2009 Uh, there were similar, uh, similar schemes brought up in those years also. But the key difference being the importance of confidence given by the companies back then compared to what it is now is much different. The government is taking strict action on companies for their non-compliance. So in this era of strict compliance, strict monitoring, strict governance, companies are facing a lot of difficulties for default which they have made in the prior era. So I think this is a scheme which will be helping the companies, especially the startup companies which are in the initial phases of their business, initial phases of their activity. Uh, to start, to a, start clean a clean slate and to, to take ahead to, uh, 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 to go, to go into, the into the future with a better and cleaner uh, image. Okay. So, can you explain uh, the scheme like in terms of the major aspects in a flow as to how people can approach the scheme and what is the major uh, characteristics of this scheme? Like how, how do they want the companies to comply with this scheme? Can you give the, those major features of the scheme? Basically, uh, the, uh, the scheme can be split into two parts. First thing is filing uh, of the forms without any additional fee. Whatever the forms the companies have missed filing, uh, they can now file the missed um, uh, forms without the burden of additional fee. And second thing being immunity from penalties. Uh, whatever the penalties the, comp- the companies are directs towards such non-compliance. Against the uh, delayed filing of these forms, uh, the companies can get an immunity from the government uh, from all the all such non-compliances, and neither the company nor the directors or the KMP would be punished, uh, or would, would they will not be penalized uh, once they get the immunity. This is the basic structure of the scheme. Uh, th- there are multiple uh, 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 at, uh, multiple conditions to the scheme, multiple uh, uh, factors where it is applicable, where it is not applicable. How how one can do it? We can uh, discuss it further uh, in this conversation. Okay, Sharad. So, uh, do you suggest we go with uh, the questions? So, we have received few questions on the scheme. So, I think maybe we can start off with questions, and then on that only you can throw your views. Ah, uh, let let us do that. Yes. So I, I mean, since the the questions are also on, I would suggest that people whoever are viewing this webinar. So, firstly, thank you so much for joining us. And in case you have any queries, please do type it in the comments column. We would definitely address the same. We would try to discuss the same. So here, uh, yeah. you people are saying that my voice is echoing. Uh, can someone say it is it still echoing? Definitely. Let us let us go ahead with the questions. The first question uh, to you, Sharath, is that. Yeah. yeah you are so the scheme defines defaulting company as a company under Section Two, Subsection Twenty of the Companies Act, two thousand thirteen. 
and which has occurred a default. So now, does that mean the foreign companies are excluded? And is it applicable to Nidhi companies, also producer companies? So that is the question. Uh, yes, Prakul. Uh, the scheme definitely does uh, define uh, the defaulting companies as companies incorporated under Section 2, Subsection 20. However, the officials from MCA in the webinar conducted by ICSA yesterday uh, have clarified that uh, it is also been extended to foreign companies for all their filings. And uh, they have also clarified that uh, this shall be applicable to all the Nidhi companies, producer companies, and all other such companies, including government companies. Uh, okay, so I, I take it as an S, so from the clarification received. But Sharad, uh, tell me this. The circular has clearly defined this as 220 of so-and-so, but the clarification, we, uh, clarification which we received is merely by way of a webinar. So how far can we actually rely on that? So is it fine? I mean, of course, yeah, the regulator themselves are saying it means they will definitely allow. But do you think there is a requirement of a clarification in writing from the regulator? Uh, yes, Prakul, uh, that, uh, uh, an official recognition, uh, an official statement would be uh, very much needed in this case. However, uh, as intimated by the official, uh, they are going to come ahead with a list of 76 forms which can be filed under this scheme. So, uh, once the forms relating to foreign companies like FC1 and FC2 and other forms, if uh, they are uh, uh, if they are included in this list, we can take that as an answer from the uh, regulator and uh, we can proceed with uh, the okay, Sharad. So let's move on to the question number two. Is there any limit on the date of default? Can immunity be sought for defaults continuing from any number of years? So I think this question is in terms of uh, the clarity sought to understand whether this default can spread across any number of years preceding this date. So what are your thoughts on this? Yes, Prakul, the government has, uh, hasn't levied any limitation as such on uh, the timeline or, or on the happening of the default. Even if the default has happened under 1956 Act or uh, at any, uh, like even if it has happened like 10 to 12 years ago, you can, uh, uh, you can uh, take uh, the benefit under this scheme and make good the default. Okay, sure. So, fine. So, I... Just yes, for example, yeah, please carry. Uh, just for example, if you have allotted any shares, uh, if you have uh, if you have a in filing form two in 1956, you can file uh, PS3 in the current act and make good the default. Okay, got it. So I take it as an yes. I mean, I, I firstly take it as a no for the first one. That is, there is no limit, and that it can spread across any yes. number of years. Yes, no. Got it. So let, let's move on to question number three. Can the companies be exempted from filing the forms under this scheme? So I think this question is about whether such companies can claim exemption rather than filing of belated forms. So I think the question is on that. So your thoughts, please. No, Prakul, uh, there is no exemption in filing. The government wants people to file. It wants people the companies to be transparent. It wants more amount of governance. That's the reason they have bought in this scheme, wherein the companies are allowed to file without any additional fees. So, 
people must understand that uh, the exemption is not from filing but it is from levying of additional fees when the companies are filing the forms okay so it uh, you have to file the form so that you will become a clean slated company and you will not become i mean you will be no more a defaulting company this scheme is not to exempt exactly. compliances you cannot claim exemption from the compliances it is a mere op uh, opportunity for you to come and file all the forms and get rid of this got it yes the scheme merely facilitates the compliance rather than exempt got it so let's go ahead with the next question does the scheme cover all the forms all the forms under the companies act uh no prakul i mean it covers all the forms except for the ones mentioned in the notification which are sh7 and charge charge related forms okay got it so here uh, sharath uh, i mean just a small deviation if we can go to the llp settlement scheme here so initially llp settlement scheme had specified only four forms form 3 4 8 and 11 but later with the recent modification i believe they also extended it to any form am i right okay okay so i mean it's just a add on i thought at this point so fine let's go ahead with the other yes, question sir. yeah if a form is wrongly filed can a company nullify it file it again and take relief under this scheme interesting your thought sharath prakul nullification is nowhere mentioned in the company but the thing is the inherent power of the registrar to take on record or take off record any forms or any document so if you can convince the Uh, authorities that uh, your form uh, should be taken off record you can again uh, make make good the filing under this scheme and you can uh, get the immunity for such filings this i mean uh, 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 coming to the first part of the question regarding to nullification mm-hmm. Uh, it is nowhere mentioned under the company act okay so uh, that part i cannot answer but in case you you, you can convince the registrar mm-hmm. or you can convince the concerned authority to nullify the form or to uh, take the form of the record okay so you can definitely file the form again and you can uh, get the immunity under this act uh, under this scheme okay nice so uh, sharath uh, there are other questions also in queue but before addressing that we have two of our viewers uh, asking questions so i mean we have three questions so is it okay for you if we can address that now so uh, i think you can also see there so one question is from miss priya uh, supriya singh she asked a company had missed one form mgt 14 in 2018 january filing a special resolution uh-huh. now if the company wants to file it is it with a normal fee mm-hmm. and hope no other form is required clarification letter need to be attached i mean uh, so she wants basically to address this uh, what 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 do you think uh, uh, yes supriya uh, the thing is uh, coming to mgt 14 uh, uh, the companies cannot file mgt 14 uh, after a period of delay beyond 300 days uh, without any uh, order for compounding from uh the rd basically 
So, uh, in case the company wants to file uh, uh, MGT 14 as of now, first they need to uh, file uh, a petition with RD. Uh, and in, in that petition, they can file uh, with a, a request or with a prayer. Uh, this default is covered under this CFHS scheme, and hence uh, uh, an order be passed without any payment of penalty. Once such is obtained from the authority, you can attach, you can file that uh, order in INC 28, put the SRN of INC 28 in MDT 14, and uh, upload this MDT 14 without any additional fee. People must remember that uh, no exemption or no relaxation is given from the procedures. It's only the fee which is exempted. The companies are again required to take the same process, the same route which they, they were taking before. Uh, to get any relief under this scheme. Okay, uh, Sharath, uh, there is another question. So, is this scheme applicable to companies undergoing CARP? This this is from Mr. Karansha. Uh, yes, Mr. Karansha. Uh, uh, thanks for asking. This this is applicable to every company. In case the, the company is undergoing CARP process, the IRP or RP can file all the documents on behalf of company and take relief. Okay, so there are other questions lined up uh, from Mr. Jagdish. So that Jagdish, uh, Jagdish, your question we will answer at the end because we have question uh, lined up on striking off. Uh, we can take Mr. Dasradi's uh, question. So he asks, "Hi team, uh, CG1 recently filed. Can we file it again in the present scheme? So if at all they file for condonation of delay and by filing form CG1. So now can they file it under the scheme and get rid of it? So what are your thoughts, Sharit?" Uh, Prakul, uh, the procedures initiated cannot be withdrawn. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, condemnation of delay is a voluntary procedure that they have initiated voluntarily. They can go ahead in the same thing because there is no procedural uh, relaxation under the, uh, under the current okay. scheme. So, but uh, can... So, can, they can, yeah, can, uh, can, they can, can go they... ahead thing, but they can put an additional request that uh, since there is this scheme available, uh, they can be uh, uh, they can be absolved from payment of uh, any penalty. Okay, 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 fine. But uh, the existing form filing which has been done. So, I mean, uh, if I can put this question this way, that already CG1 has been filed. The form for which they have filed CG1, uh -huh. let us say they did not file MGT14 because of which they filed CG1. So uh -huh. now they want to file MGT14 using uh -huh. this scheme, which is actually allowed, right? Uh -huh. So after this is uh -huh. been done, so can they withdraw it CG1? You say no. Am I right? Prakul, uh, there is some disturbance in your voice. Can you repeat the question? Sorry, sorry. Am I audible now? Yeah. Yeah, Prakul. So, uh, I mean, I'm just giving you an illustration as to if the CG1 has been filed to condone the delay in filing MGT14. And now the company wishes to form a file form MGT14 using this scheme rather than CG1. So now assume they filed it under this scheme with normal fee. So okay. the already initiated CG1, that should not cause any trouble to them, right? I mean, at least the ministry should ensure because, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it should not uh, be troubling or it should not be interrupting this procedure. The companies can just merely file a request uh, uh, by, by letter to the appropriate authority okay. saying that uh, we have uh, we are looking to proceed under this scheme. And uh, uh, they can uh, they can uh, 
they can get it done i mean they can get an order without uh, payment of any penalty uh, during the pendency of this scheme okay so yeah we have another questions again from jagdish jagdish both of your questions are something which we can deal at the end the immunity certificate and strike off we'll definitely get back to it we have one more question from miss shreya mitra hello uh, hi shreya so we had appointed a director as md and ceo in 2014 but dr12 was filed only for appointment as md can we file a backdated dr12 for appointment as ceo in current date under this scheme without any penalties yes sharit uh, uh, yes shreya yes shreya ंग but definitely i'll take note of this uh, so the next question uh, will go forward uh, sharath with the with the pile of question we received yesterday if companies have recently filed pending forms with additional fee can they apply for refund of additional fee this is something which which many would have done so yeah sharath go on uh, no prakul there is no such provision as refunding uh, uh, of uh, any fee paid earlier this thing is done basically to facilitate further compliance from the companies not to uh, give money or refund the money to the companies which have already complied so there is no such provision as refunding of this it's only when the companies uh, file any forms under this particular scheme they can get any benefit under this scheme okay got it so uh, there is no possibility of any refund Uh, ever so that is not at all the intention of the scheme exactly exactly yeah so we have one question from mr kuwar preet uh, hi kuwar so as this scheme has been rolled out through section 460 of the act so can it be deemed that all the delay has already been condoned and there is no requirement of condoning the delay as per the normal procedure leading to the conclusion that there is no requirement for getting an order and filing inc 28 before filing forms under this scheme so uh, can you go through that uh, sharath yeah uh, yes question uh, uh, the thing is uh, this is uh, you, you should just uh, you should just go through the uh, contents of this scheme to get a uh, get a perfect answer for this scheme the scheme clearly mentions the procedure uh, uh, that you just need to file the forms now and after uh, you are uh, Uh, once you you have filed an application for immunity under CFS 2020, that is uh, the application for uh, immunity, uh, then the government will give you the order that your offence has been uh, uh, compounded, or uh, the the authority will give the order uh, granting that uh, uh, you have been granted the immunity against such offences which have applied for this form. So this is. In automatic process, you need to apply in order to uh, get the immunity orders. Okay, so uh, Sharad, just to take this, I mean, make this point made by Mr. Kuvar more interesting. So, what I read it as that 
can we assume it as an automatic condonation of delay because 460 says central government may condone the delay by giving reasons in writing now that the circular has been rolled out using the power under 460 can is it an automatic condonation of delay the moment you file for the form so if that is the case then it i mean the, it's as good as the order has been given even before you file for a condonation so what do you say on that so what i mean to say is if if the circular has been rolled out using powers under section 416 so in that case can we assume safely that the government has already condoned the delay for all the forms and hence even if you want i mean since you mentioned inc 28 so can we say that there is no need of inc 28 being filed in in the cases of the condonation which have been pending before Uh, yes, uh, yes uh, Prakul. Uh, 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 the thing is, uh, the, the, the scheme has been rolled out under 460. Okay. You also, you also follow the procedures which have been uh, given under this scheme to get any benefit under this scheme. Okay. scheme. So the scheme nowhere mentions uh, uh, that this is something which is automatic. Okay. In, in case you have, in case you have five. the forms under this scheme in, in case of it action to file a form under this scheme okay and uh, and uh, uh, only after the forms are filed after they are approved and after you have applied for immunity uh, under this scheme you will get immunity from proceeding for any other uh, such penalties so once the, the order for immunity is passed you can assume that it's automatically compounded by uh, uh, the authority Okay, sir. You need not file twenty-eight for compounding of every form. You can just file one single INC twenty-eight after the immunity order is received. Uh, got it, Sharad. So there are other questions also lined up by one from Mr. Prakash. Hi, Mr. Prakash. Uh, is it applicable for commencement of business form also? Ah uh, yes, Mr. Uh, Prakash, it is also applicable for applicable for commencement of business form. Oh, Sharath, your your audio was muted. While I go, can you just repeat it? Can you reply him? Yeah. Yeah, is it is it audible now? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah, Prakul, this form is also applicable for ah uh, uh, for form I N C twenty A, which is for uh, commencement of business. Uh, people should uh, make a uh, understanding. People should note that uh, the, the immunity which is granted is only for the additional fee and is only for the delay in filing. Just in case, uh, if the company uses the money without, or if the company commences its business operations before filing of this form, then they cannot get uh, immunity for such activity under uh, this scheme. It's only when they are they have delayed in filing this form, they can get immunity till the extent of delay. Okay, Sharath. So next question is from uh, Mr. Ilango Ilumalai. So are there any eligibility conditions to avail the benefit under the scheme? Uh, there are no eligibility uh, conditions, Pakul. Every company, which is a defaulting company. Uh, You can avail uh, the benefits under this scheme. However, there are certain exemptions. Uh, any inactive company or uh, any company which is under process of strike off, they cannot apply for the benefit under this scheme. 
ओके सर द नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन इज डिले इन फाइलिंग आई एन सी ट्वेंटी एट कैन इट बी कंडोन्ड बाय दिस स्कीम दिस क्वेश्चन फ्रॉम मिस्टर विजय शेखर डेट so there is some uh, like criticality involved in case of fancy 28 so do you sense any uh, issue with it or is it as good as any other form apparently uh, uh, the 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 circular or the notification which which has been rolled out uh, for this scheme uh, doesn't differentiate between uh, inc 28 and any any such other form so we must assume we must we need not assume that it 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 will not pass on to inc 28 however once the ministry releases uh, this list of 76 forms we will get further clarity on this matter okay so yeah uh, there are couple of questions on the striking of again so as told earlier uh, ms jayshree and also uh, mr mudit manohar so we will definitely come back to those questions even jagdish has got few questions on it uh, before that we will move on to the other questions which we have lined up yeah uh, sharat we have a question for you if the belated forms filed by the defaulting companies are pending for approval as on 30th september 2020 then what is the fate of such company so i mean the question is specific in terms of what if the belated forms have been filed which require approval from the roc but such approval has not been received till the last date that is 30th september 2020 so then what happens can are they uh, eligible for the for the particular scheme or not file any forms till the date of uh, ending of the scheme which is 30th september 2020 Uh, the uh, the limitation on uh, 30 September is for filing, uh, and the application for immunity, which is PFS 2020 form, it should be filed when uh, the scheme is closed. So, uh, whatever the forms which you have filed till 30 September 2020, uh, after they are approved and after they are uh, uh, taken on record by the registrar of company, you will be able to form. you will be able to file uh, e form cfs uh, uh, 2020 and once this uh, application is filed you will get the immunity to the extent so uh, to answer your question in uh, uh, to answer your question particularly it won't be a problem even if the companies have filed it on the last date and it is pending for approval on the last date because once uh, this uh, uh, approval is granted by the authority the companies can file form cfs at 2020 after such approval is granted and then take benefit under this scheme okay so uh, if the i mean taking on record the words taken on record i can assume that filing itself means taking on record by the mc because it is e filing prakul uh, there are two types of uh, forms uh, first thing is which are uh, approved to state through processing uh, they are taken on record automatically and uh, second things are the ones which require approval uh, from the uh, roc or approval from the such authority so in case the forms are pending for approval 
uh, you can file CFSS 2020 only after they are approved. Okay. One should do, one should do, note that uh, uh, they can file CFSS 2020 uh, till a period of six months from the ending of the scheme. So you have this period of six months to get your form approved. Okay, Sharad. So let's move on to the next question. Yeah. So this is another interesting uh, point. So does the scheme extend to non-filing of DAR three KYC or DAR three KYC web? Ah uh, yes, Prakul. Uh, it is also extended to filing of DAR three KYC and uh, DAR three KYC web forms. Uh, the the directors did not uh, pay the penalty of five thousand rupees, which they have they had to pay earlier. Uh, they can directly uh, file their KYC documents uh, using new forms now, and they can get uh, benefit under this scheme filing without any additional fee. Okay, so uh, Sharath, quite interestingly, I have uh, seen this clarification on DR three KYC on the MCA website, not as any document, but as a mere uh, press release. Not even a press release, but it's like under what's new, they have just given like five column clarification saying that. DR three KYC can also be filed. So, anyways, uh, so now let's move on to the next question. Yeah, can disqualified directors? Another interesting uh, area. Can disqualified directors become qualified after filing of forms by the company? And uh, a tag-on question: If all such directors are disqualified, can such companies file forms and make good the default under this scheme? and another tag on question will the disqualification be removed on making good such defaults i mean long way come on sharath <laughs> three big questions prakul uh, uh, i i'll also answer this in parts uh, first point i should note uh, the, the people uh, the company should note is that uh, the notification the scheme provides only provides a, a relief only from payment of additional fee so uh there is no provision of automatic uh, removal of default or automatic uh, uh uh automatically making good the default under under uh, uh under the scheme the companies can however file all such forms without any burden of additional fees and once they have filed all these forms they can uh, uh they can again apply for uh, removal of disqualification as they used to do before and once They apply uh, uh, for this disqualification. They can get uh, uh, an order removing the disqualification. And uh, secondly, uh, people should note that there is no procedural relaxation under this scheme. Every procedure uh, which was uh, which was followed before or anything should be followed even now. Uh, there is a timeline of uh, uh, the scheme extends till 30 September 2020. So whatever procedure you can complete uh, till uh, such period, uh, and uh, if you can get any order within that period uh, regarding this procedure, maybe uh, 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 for removal of disqualification for any or for any such other matter uh, as you have said, if they can get it done within the uh, within the period where the scheme is active, then the companies can. may could the filing under this scheme and get benefits under this scheme but they cannot get they cannot get any automatic relief from procedure nor there is any automatic relief uh, or no automatic removal of disqualification 
and thirdly in case all the directors of the company are disqualified as stated earlier there is no procedural uh, relaxation you again need to go to the same process where where you are uh, following the board that is adding any director or also signatory from the back end process uh, with the help of roc and then you can make the filings and uh, go ahead with uh, other such procedures as uh, so sharad we have one connected question here from uh, kuvar again so do we need to pay the normal fee of rupees 5000 for filing dr 3 kyc or even such normal fees exempted so i think he's trying to hint it to the clarification given on the website where they said fee is not required but still yeah sharad ah yes because the 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 fee of 5000 rupees is not a normal fee uh it is just a, a penalty or additional fee which is levied for delayed filing okay so it goes with so, the logic uh, since the additional fee is exempted the fighter the company the directors uh, did not pay the fighter in office now they can just pay they can just file a form okay sharad so let's move on to the other question uh, before which again yeah uh, we have mr ilango sir again ask uh, coming up with a question so defaults up to which date are covered under this scheme and can a company avail the scheme for filing forms which are yet due uh yes prakul uh, the defaults are uh, so so uh, first part is already answered earlier there is no deadline or there is no limitation as to how many uh, 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 like uh, at uh, i mean when should the default occur to to be uh, taken benefit under the scheme uh, whenever the benefit has has occurred even if it is under uh, uh, the old act you can take benefit under the scheme to make good the default and uh, coming to the second part the scheme uses the language uh, any delay in filing uh, during the pendency of the scheme so as long as the scheme is active any uh, default or any delay in uh, uh, filing the form can be condoned uh, under this scheme and uh, secondly one should also consider another notification uh, issued by the minister of corporate affairs circular number 11 i guess uh, which has clearly give, given a moratorium period for any additional fee in relation to filing under this period Okay, so it is not under the scheme, but under a separate circular that you can avail the uh, relief from paying of additional fee. Ah, uh, exactly, Prakul. I mean, uh, the scheme does not differentiate between older defaults and uh, uh, the defaults occurring after the initiation of the scheme. Firstly, and secondly, even if uh, even if the scheme, even if you assume that the scheme uh, only applies to defaults prior to the commencement of the scheme. There is another uh, circular available which provides us with a moratorium period. So either way, you are protected under this circular or that circular. Okay, Sharad, I got it. Uh, sir, we hope we have addressed your question. So let's move forward. Uh, I'm sorry, I think there is some issue with this. Uh, one second. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Sharad. So the question is: Can immunity be sought for any forms filed prior to commencement of the scheme? Prakul, uh, uh, sadly, the answer is no, because uh, the scheme clearly says the immunity can be sought only for the filings which have been uh, 
uh, made during the pendency of the scheme. So, if the companies have uh, made good any filings before the commencement of the scheme, they cannot uh, apply for any immunity under this scheme. But uh, if they can request the authorities uh, that uh, there is such scheme available and uh, 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 if they can convince the authorities to not levy any penalty on them, considering this, uh, 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 considering the availability of such scheme for uh, other companies, the authorities may then consider and not levy any penalties. Uh, okay, Sharad, uh, let's move forward. Can the companies apply for immunity from penalties in relation to delayed filings which have been made good before the commencement of this scheme? Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, uh, that is what we have answered uh, before. Uh, if you have made any filings before the commencement of this scheme, uh, you cannot apply for immunity against them under this scheme because the scheme clearly puts out that the application for immunity, which is uh, CFSS 2020, it can be filed only in relation to any filing which have been made under the under uh, this scheme, which has been made during the pendency of the scheme. So, if any form has been filed prior to the uh, commencement of the scheme, the companies cannot get any immunity from them under this scheme. But however, they can uh, request authorities, and if they can convince authorities that uh, uh, they have been following due procedures and uh, there is a, a such scheme available for companies uh, which have complied after them. The authorities uh, then will be considering uh, the views of uh, this company and uh, they may uh, pass an order for condemnation or, comp or compounding without levying anything else. I mean, I extracted the particular provision from the circular for better understanding. So, para 6, subpara 7 clearly states that the application for seeking immunity in respect of related documents filed under the scheme. So, this clarifies that. Under, yeah. So, this is, is this so, the one you are referring to? So, uh, I should, uh, in words, uh, the application can be filed seeking immunity. Only in respect of the files which have been filed under this scheme, not under any other uh, listing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this is just to give more clarification on what uh, Sharath was saying. Uh, okay, Sharath, let's move forward now. Uh, we have. Prakul, uh, just a thing. There were a few people uh, were uh, commenting that uh, there is a bit of echo or there is a bit of resound. Uh, we apologize because uh, we don't have the proper equipment uh, uh, due to this lockdown. Some of our equipment has been left at office. So please try to cooperate uh, with us in this time. Yeah. Uh, so let's move forward with the other questions. Mm. Yes. So when should the application for immunity be filed? Any deadline for filing such application or any fee for such for the same? You have already addressed this, but uh, still for the sake of clarity, can you repeat that, Sharad? Uh, yes, Prakul, the application for uh, immunity, which is form CFSS 2020, it must be filed after the scheme has ended. That is September 2020. And before filing of this form, one must make sure that 
all the documents which have been filed under this scheme have been approved they should not be pending for approval they should not be sent for resubmission they should be approved by the authority and once they are filed and once they are approved uh, and uh, after the closure of this scheme they can uh, they can file this application application for immunity and the deadline is 6 months from the closure of this scheme so there is a time gap of 6 months available for the companies to uh, get their get their filings or get their forms approved and second thing, and second thing you must remember is that even if you have completed all your pending filings within 3-4 uh, days of commencement of the scheme you need to wait till 30th september uh, 2020 till the date the scheme uh, the scheme is completed and only then file for the uh, file the application for immunity you cannot do it before uh, 30 Yeah, so uh, even I would uh, like to emphasize on this point, which Sharad has uh, quoted, that uh, till that year, even if you would have finished all your compliances in the next coming week or maybe in next ten days, you should have to wait till the 30th September 2020 in order for you to make an application for immunity before the ROC. So let's uh, move forward, Sharad. Yeah. So the next question for you, Sharad, is in. case proceedings for continuation of delay are already in progress can the com- company get immunity we have already addressed this so yes, uh, yes. the answer uh, it was addressed in affirmative by sharath we can get the immunity from the penalties and we have to request for the authority not to take any action of course they would not take any action because it is a scheme introduced by the ministry intended at giving a clean slate for the companies and hence we assume that and go forward so next question uh, sharath for you is is there any nexus between granting of immunity and filing belated documents at normal fee if the immunity is not granted to a defaulting company will such company be ordered to pay additional fee now so uh, your take on the sharath yes for example uh, the two aspects of this scheme which is uh, which is uh, first of which is a payment of additional fee and second of which is granting of immunity they are not interrelated with each other uh the com- the any companies can uh, the companies can file any forms uh and uh, they can get exemption from payment of additional fee immunity is a matter which is unrelated to uh uh that fee immunity is only concerned with the penalty whereas additional fee is only concerned with the delay so Uh, even in case any immunity is uh, not granted for the company due to multiple reasons, uh, then they they would not be requesting the company to pay additional. Okay, so again, uh, just to repeat the conclusion on this. the immunity has nothing yeah. to do with filing of forms with normal fee every defaulting company can use this scheme to make good all their non compliances and they need not worry as to whether immunity will be granted so immunity is not in terms of the additional fee immunity is basically for uh, withdrawing the prosecutions or proceedings for imposing penalties only these two are the immunities which have been granted under the scheme and that is there with the rsc Uh, okay sharath so yeah with this we can move forward <coughs> yeah <coughs> fine so what is the logic behind not extending this scheme to sh7 particularly in, i mean sh7 for increase of capital and charge form so here we have uh, one question to be addressed uh, sharath from uh, uh mr uh, uh, sorry sorry from ms jayesh yeah 
the company has increased its authorized capital from 1 lakh to 10 lakh and has failed to file asset 7 can the company file now without any additional fee i think these two things will go together so uh, yeah can you so Prabhupada, uh, one, should, uh, one should clearly note that coming to the form asset 7 uh, the additional fee uh, it's not only paid as a multiplier of uh, the normal fee but there is also an interest component for the delay in payment so uh, the amount of uh, fee or penalty under SH7 would be comparatively much more uh, rather uh, when you compare it to other normal forms. Uh, that is the reason I, I believe uh, the, the the benefits have not been extended to form SH7. So to answer the question of uh, Ms. Jayashree Kumar, uh, they cannot file SH7 under this scheme because the scheme has specifically excluded uh, uh, the extension of benefits under this scheme to form SH7 for increase of capital. Uh, in, in case of charges, uh, Sharath? Yeah, Prakul, uh, basically charges are uh, a very sensitive matter uh, for any companies, especially considering the recent loan defaults and other things. So, uh, I think uh, the, the main reason behind the, uh, penalizing the companies for not filing charges uh, is that the, the ministry wants higher transparency from the companies when it comes to uh, the charge filing. So that is the reason I believe uh, the scheme was not extended to uh, charge filing. Okay, Sharad. Uh, so just to remind, remind the audience that in case you wish to express your views and you have any contrary views on what we are saying, we are very much welcome to hear from you. You can simply comment uh, in the YouTube column and even it would be learning for us. Because uh, just to tell you, this is a conversation. We are not trying to, like we are just trying to discuss and make it a like, cu curious conversation going on among all of us. Exactly. As many inputs, uh, as many inputs. Uh, I, I mean, the more the inputs, the merrier the it is. Absolutely, Sharad. Uh, so the next question, uh, Sharad, is: Is the granting of immunity a discretionary power of the designated authority, that is, the ROC? Uh, yes, Prakul. It is definitely a discretionary uh, discretionary authority of the ROC uh, because. Uh, uh, had it been not not discretionary, they, they would have granted any automatic uh, immunity. Uh, secondly, uh, uh, that being said, one should clearly note that uh, in, uh, any reasonable, uh, just for example, uh, if if the uh, if any formula is not approved by the ROC, just imagine a situation wherein, uh, for example, you are filing any form which is not approved by the ROC. Uh, due to any uh, details which have been mentioned. So if you apply for immunity against such form, you, you may not be granted immunity. And secondly, uh, one should note that for any for, for ROC to reject any application made under this scheme, they, they should record the reasons in writing. So as long as uh, uh, there is a reasonable uh, reason or there is a uh, very probable reason, uh, very strong reason where the ROC uh, mentions that he cannot grant immunity, uh, quoting that reason. Uh, he, he, he may uh, refuse from granting immunity, but uh, as long as uh, the companies have filed the forms properly, I don't see any reason why ROC must be holding back the immunity. 
Uh, okay, Sharan. So just to reiterate what you said, uh, the granting of immunity is definitely the discretionary power of the ROC. However, it does not mean ROC can reject without reasons. Any rejection is followed by a reason in writing and hence it can be deemed that if all the compliances or the requirements under the scheme are met, then ROC shall grant the immunity and in the absence of any one non-compliance or the exceptions which have been provided under the scheme, then such immunity cannot be granted. Yeah. Okay. So let's move forward. I think we are at the end of it. Uh, yeah. So just give me a second. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the final question from R. Uh, the, from our group of questions which we received yesterday. So can companies which are struck off by ROC for non-filing of the annual returns be revived by filing them under the scheme? So we have uh, other questions on uh, strike off also. We will take out the question, take the questions uh, now from the audience as well. But yeah, Sharad, so can companies which are struck off by ROC for non-filing of annual returns be revived by filing them under the scheme? No, Prakul, uh, the companies which have been struck off cannot uh, apply, cannot make the filings and cannot apply for uh, immunity under the scheme. Uh, because it, uh, it is mentioned in the, uh, in the scheme, in the notification, that the companies which are under process of strike off or which, are, which, are, which have been struck off uh, cannot uh, apply for any immunity under the scheme. However, if such companies can go to NCLT and uh, get an order uh, for revival of this company, they can make good all the defaults which have been uh, occurred earlier under this scheme. They can make good all the filings and they can uh, uh, apply for immunity after they have made such filings. Okay, Sharad. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go uh, on. Uh, one, should remember, one should remember that uh, the main intention behind uh, uh, exempting the strike of companies from uh, being benefited under the scheme is because non-filing of annual returns uh, and financial statements, uh, which is the reason for strike off of this company, uh, is a, a major default on, be on, on behalf of on, on the side of the company. And that is the reason they are being struck off. And uh, the, the government sees uh, these companies as a risk factor uh, uh, wherein the probability of uh, activities such as money laundering or uh, such other activity, activities is more. That is the reason these companies have been struck off. So uh, that is the reason uh, this uh, this uh, thing has not been extended to such companies. However, if uh, you can uh, get the company revived before 30th September 2020, you can take all the benefits under this scheme. Okay, Sharad. Okay, so, so this should answer, answer the question of Mr. Manohar, Manohar wherein he asked the, the, the companies whose names are striked off from the register of companies under 248 also covered under, under the present scheme. Present scheme. So he thanked so us in advance. Thank you so much for the question. I think you have already asked. So I take it as a no. So whoever has been striked off, whoever has inactive, cannot use this scheme to come back. Am I right, Sharad? Uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, I will, I can also take up the question of Mr. Gaur Singh, Gaur Singh, which is related to the interest fee. Uh, wherein the, uh, uh, under, uh, uh, what do you say, under, uh, under an order passed by NCLT against uh, for the removal of companies, 
in case the NCLT has passed any order for payment of any additional fees, will the exemption? Uh, I mean, can you just please the uh, read the question from? Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, that an answer that will be a better. Yeah. yeah. Which question particularly, Sharath? The question is by Kumar Singh. Ah, the last one. The uh, last one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so whether the NCLT, while restoring the name of the company under Section 252, has ordered to pay, uh, where it has ordered to pay additional fee for the pending filing with the ROC, can such companies take benefit of the scheme? So this this question is particularly when the NCLT order itself has specified to make the payment of additional fee, can such companies, where an order has already been passed, use this scheme and file only make filing with only normal fee? Uh, Prakul, this has been already addressed in the scheme. Uh, if, if one can look into it, uh, it, it clearly says that the exemption is only from additional fee levied and levied by the companies that levied directly by the companies. Uh, but in case uh, it, when it comes to any order of NCLT, uh, the ministry per se doesn't have a jurisdiction to uh, alt alter and modify any order of NCLT. So in case it is any order of NCLT or in case it is the order of any high court, uh, which has been company to pay any penalty, they are not covered by the scheme and they are penalty for such one. Penalty or any additional fee as the case may be, they should be paying uh, such form. Uh, okay, Sharad. So now we have, uh, I mean, we have left two questions for this show. That question. So Jagdish asks, Hello Sharath, if the status of the company is striked off on MCA portal, then is the scheme applicable? This is the same question. So it is uh, There is another question here. So there is the concept of immunity certificate. Can you please elaborate? So uh, immunity certificate is granted to such companies filed the form uh, CFS, 20, CFS 2020 uh, and uh, I mean basically after the company has and applied for uh, the authority will be granted immunity certificate and once this uh, company gets it this certificate uh, and the or any such authority cannot uh, penalize the company or cannot penalize any director for the same penalty of being in trial. Okay, so uh, yeah. they'll get uh, the immunity only till the end of filing, but without exception to any defaults or any punishment. Yeah. So, uh, Sharad, there, there is some problem with your audio. So I will just repeat what you said. So you're basically trying to say that this immunity certificate is something which will be a post facto thing. After you make all these filings, you will firstly file for an immunity certificate. You will make an application for it. And subsequently, the immunity certificate is provided only from like the, the immunity, the effect of the immunity certificate is that the ROC will not come against you in terms of the prosecutions, in terms of the forms for which there has been a default and you have filed it. And also, exactly. no penalties will be uh, imposed on the same. Uh, anything you want to add, uh, Sharath? Uh, 
Yeah. So, Sharat, uh, the next question we have is from Mr. Mahin Aydu. Hello, can you enlighten us regarding benefits to companies available under the MSME Act 2006 and also how to avail the scheme? Uh, so, Sharat, if I may answer this, this scheme has nothing to do with MSME companies. If you are a company registered under the Companies Act, then this scheme is for you, irrespective of, of your size. So, you be a small company or you be a listed company, any company which is a company registered under the Companies Act, also the foreign companies can use this scheme. So, I think this should address uh, yours. I think, I think, I think uh, his uh, for, uh, under uh, sure sure why not we will we will definitely come out with uh, another session i mean in the uh, conversation on the ms so, act which we can uh, take up and which can to many uh, companies yeah got, got it sharat so that is the end of question so I don't think so we have missed any we have tried to address all the questions possible so yeah Sharat uh, any ending remarks you want to uh, give before we close this uh, uh, conversation so Fakul uh, firstly uh, uh, everyone should understand that uh, the MSMT scheme is only from the payment of additional fee and secondly from any further prosecution or any uh, imposing of any further penalties after the after the filing has been done. So, people should understand firstly that there is no procedural relaxation. They should again go by the same earlier procedures which they, they were uh, taking before for uh, uh, filing of any forms and uh, taking up any such activity. Uh, and secondly, once the immunity is granted, uh, it will be very beneficial for the companies because uh, they can they can have a fresh start because uh, just consider if there is any foreign investor or there is any uh, uh, any professional investor who is looking to invest in any in any startup uh, when they are doing the doing the due diligence if they come come across any uh, non filing I mean, I mean it may be very small thing also. Uh, they will take it up as a black mark. They they, can, they will uh, show it in their due, due diligence report as a big and risky offense. And uh, even though they might not break the deal, they'll mainly leverage this point to affect to affect the valuation and uh, uh, to get uh, to accept a, a better uh, deal. So uh, any any such companies, any such startups, especially. Uh, if they are having any any such defaults, I request all such startups to uh, take uh, benefit under this scheme uh, to get everything sorted, to get everything clear. And going ahead, I, I don't think uh, the ministry will be very late. Uh, I mean, 
the ministry is only going to get stricter in terms of compliance and in terms of governance. I urge all the companies uh, to uh, keep compliance periodically to keep their compliance code clean, uh, at least from uh, from uh, now on. Uh, Sharad, uh, totally get your point. So before I conclude, I have few uh, points to make. Uh, firstly, in terms of the pending appeals. So there is one thing which I want to highlight here that in case there has been uh, initiation, I mean, uh, there has been an order passed against the company and the company has appealed against the same order, then in order for you to make an application for immunity, you have to withdraw such appeal and file a proof of such withdrawal because the relevant proviso which provides, I mean, which gives an exception for granting of immunity also says that in case of any pending uh, case before any pending appeal before any court of law. So unless you withdraw it, you cannot claim for any immunity. So that is something which is very important for the companies which which have been uh, trying to fight against such orders passed by the ROC. So this is one point I wish to state. And before we end this conversation, I just want to summarize and uh, very beautifully put by Sharath, there are two parts of this uh, entire scheme. One, filing of forms with normal fee. And the second, filing of application for grant of immunity. So we cannot compare these two in the sense there is no nexus. Both are on their own. You can, you should file all your forms at normal fee and make sure you are a compliant company and come out as a clean slate. And second, you have is filing for immunity. And this immunity is pertaining to two important aspects. One, for any proceedings where there are any proceedings for imposing penalty, such proceedings shall be stopped, withheld. Second is prosecution. Such prosecution and the proceedings both are only in terms of the belated documents filed under the scheme. So you cannot claim immunity from anything apart from what you have filed under the scheme. That has to be a very important learning from this scheme even which we had. So uh, from whatever the discussion we had and the questions we had from our uh, uh, audience, we are going to make an FAQ. So with this, uh, we will release this FAQ by evening. So wherein we will have the question and the answer. So it's not an answer, but the conversation okay. we had. Yeah. yeah yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just a small thing. Uh, there might be another uh, questions which might be popping up in uh, the minds of viewers after they have after, uh, they have been involved in this conversation. So I think if we can uh, just wait uh, uh, till evening and give any opportunity for them to raise any further questions, write any email or some other thing. We can consolidate all such issues and uh, release this document uh, once uh, we answer everything. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's a good idea. So whosoever has anything to uh, ask for, whosoever have been here live with us or whoever will be viewing this after this becomes, I mean, after this is recorded, uh, you can uh, put forward your questions either in the comments column under this video or we will drop our email ID here. You can send us an email. Uh, I will do it right away. So you can uh, send us an email uh, at info at virtual.in. So we will be addressing uh, your questions and we'll be trying to making an attempt to address the questions. And this is the first of our conversation we have. And thank you so much, Sharath, for taking out your time and participating from Hyderabad. 
so even though we are poles apart delhi and hyderabad uh, i think technology is able to like connect us so uh, uh, this will be one uh, this is the first one so we, as said uh, we'll be coming out with more interesting conversations and we call it and we name it the conversation because we want it to be one thank you so much please subscribe to our channel also yeah even though it sounds stereotypic uh, but still please do subscribe and uh, encourage us uh, for uh, for the more uh, uh, content from us thank you so much thank you sharad thank you prabhu